Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How you doing? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast via the magic of Skype. Uh, David D. Orazi. David, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today, Jiggy? Pretty good, Jiggy. actually. So um, you have got quite the story. Tell us a little bit about your background, my friend. Okay, my background is uh, I grew up in Eagle Rock, a little town of Eagle Rock. My dad was a celebrity on TV and radio in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. He's first cartoonist on, on radio, and he was the first TV cartoonist. Worked for Disney, created Snow White, but myself, I've been in the sales profession for maybe over 30 years, maybe for 30 years, been very successful, but I grew up with a celebrity dad that had a mental breakdown, actually five of them and 37 shock treatments and left all these notes behind and I, uh, my mom gave them to me about 12 years ago before she passed and she died about 10 years ago and said, hey, you might want to do something with these. And I had about a thousand pages of notes and, and uh, you know, he wrote his life story and I never really knew everything to go on. He was always working and he did so many things in his lifetime. And now I've taken what I've learned from that and become the top award-winning sales guy with every company I ever worked for. So Fantastic, that's, fantastic. That's, yeah. So, uh, so, so this book uh, that you've put together here, tell us a little bit about this. Okay, this book I put together, it's the story of my dad, and it starts out in Missoula, Montana. He was with an immigrant father that came into Italy. I mean, he came from Italy, moved to New York City, and then he ended up, was a, he was a bridge builder, and he heard they needed some bridge builders in Missoula, Montana, and... Uh, he went there and he bought this store and a hotel and a market for $500. And he raised 11 kids in Missoula, Montana. My dad was the oldest, Tony. And he, he, he sent him to the number one art school in America at the time in New York, the uh, Art Students League of America. And he was one of the top students. First year he went there, he was the top of his class. They compared him to Michelangelo. He wrote all this down, and this is all from his notes. And I just expanded on them with my life with him. There you go. I can see you now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And, well, we, so yeah, uh, I know I'm supposed to look at the eyes. Well, so. well, 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 tell us more about this book. Tell us more about this book, my friend. Okay, yeah. So basically, he uh, so he went back the second year. I mean, top of his class. He was the youngest guy on the board of directors for the Art Students League of America, and he had this incident. He went out, I guess in those days you could drink at 18. He decided to have a couple of drinks. And Mike, a long story short, he woke up the next morning and he found himself naked in a hotel room. Wow. And he actually had a nervous breakdown. He didn't know what happened. They gave him a Mickey. That's all he could figure out. And it took him six months to recover. He got sent back home to Missoula. And uh, his uncle was a psychologist and his dad, they kind of worked after six months. He got better. And then he decided to do a couple of drawings and he went, took them to the World Fair in Chicago. 
And he, he's had these two priests that were walking by him. They said, what do you got there, Sonny, in the bag? He says, I got these two drawings that I did, and I'd sure like to enter them in the fair, but I don't have the money. And they said, let us see them. And they looked at him, and they were amazed. And they said, oh, my God. They said, well, what do you need? He says, I need $10 for each one. Anyway, they gave him the money. And uh, he wow. won first, prize, first place in both categories. From there, he had his own radio show. Uh, he, he started teaching art in Chicago, and he had his own radio show on uh, the number one radio station there, and he wanted to teach kids how to draw on it. So he went on the program director, and he says, hey, I want to teach kids how to draw on the radio. The guy says he's nuts, but make a long story short, he had his own show. It was the best radio show when there wasn't TV in Chicago in 1933. And then he was there for a couple years <clears throat> with the number one show, and he uh, he got engaged to a gal, and he broke up with her. And make a long story short, it's kind of a setback, obviously. She committed suicide. And so he just kind of flipped out and said to get out of town. He saw this ad for Walt Disney in Hollywood, and they needed an in-between artist. And that's where the name of the book comes from. And he, what it is is the in-between artist takes one cell frame to the other to make the uh, flow of the cells like in a cartoon from one position to another to make it smooth. And he said, that's right down my alley. So, you know, now they do it with graphics. So he... He, what he did, he took a train to Hollywood. When he got there, they only had four openings. And they had a 1,000 applicants. And he goes, oh, my God. So anyway, he did get chosen, one of those four. And they gave him a trial month, 10 bucks a month. And then, when he, and then out of those four, they picked him. And he helped create Dopey, and he was making 37 bucks a week. But his, wow. dream, was to get, his dream was to get on the, uh, you know, get on the number one radio station station in hollywood and so he found out that was three blocks away from walt disney and he kept bugging the program director and funny story is he actually they had a gal at the front desk that kept blocking him for three weeks straight and he's about ready to give up and was coming down the elevator one day and this guy looked at him and says man you look dejected what's wrong and he says man i've been trying to get to see the program director i got this idea for a radio show teaching kids how to draw and he says, that's too bad. He says, come back Monday and come and tell him you want to see Bill Goodwin. Well, Bill Goodwin was the comedian on Frank Sinatra, and and he was his producer back in the days of Frank Sinatra. He went on to do that after, you know, my dad was in touch with him. My dad awesome. was also on Dean Martin's show later in his life. Awesome. But uh, anyway, he goes back, and the guy he met in the elevator was Bill Goodwin. And he, 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 he sits him down. He says, what do you got? He says, I want to teach kids how to draw. This is, I'm going to have to do it. You're to do it. He says, you know what? Can you have a show Saturday? So that's how he got his first show Saturday. On, and in that year, he won an Emmy in 1948. And uh, from there, he heard about TV, and he was determined to get on TV and has his own TV show as the first cartoonist. Uncle Tony O'Dare, first cartoonist of the year for five years. I actually found a picture yesterday with all the KTLA originals, and he was in it. And all the scrapbooks. So I got all these notes and all these scrapbooks from my mom. I put this story together, you know, between that. And then in 1956, after his TV career ended, he got in a terrible car accident. And he was knocked out, lost his memory for six months. I was seven years old. They took him away in a straitjacket. That is, you know, his second major nervous breakdown. And throughout his life, up until the end, he kept trying to go to Italy. He finally made it to Italy in 19, uh, 
1973, about a year before he passed, and and had had his last nervous breakdown in Italy. So it was quite a ride, but my dad kept coming back. <laughs> and like I said, after the accident, he sold cars for a while. Anything he touched, he did very well. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he, he got on all these TV shows, Sanford and Son. He got on a Sanford and Son, Dean Martin, All in the Family, General Hospital. I don't know if you've heard about those. Oh, yeah. And, and then oh, he did yeah. in between that. He, you know, when he first got married to my mom, he actually was a, did vaudeville for a year, traveling 37 states with Frank Sinatra in that era. And he hit all these different cities across the U.S. We have got a, a tremendous guest with us today. How, how do we find you on the web, social media, all these various things? Okay, it's uh, www.davidd.com. I have my uh, own blog. I got my website. You can get the story and have the book on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and uh, any of your local bookstores. They could get it for you. We uh, have a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live in a broadcast. What do you want readers to take away from your writing in this great book? Where I want, what I want readers to take away from this book is to realize that, you know, especially these times, and we don't, we don't want to get too deep into it, but there's a lot of depression and mental illness out there in the world, not only the homeless, within the families. And I, what I was able to do writing this book, I got into my dad's mind. He actually talked about it. And there's a lot of good things. They're borderline genius. I mean, mentally ill people out there, there's a lot of good and, you know, it's one of those stories, if you have something in the family or friends, you're going to get out a lot out of it because it's a fun read. I mean, it's mental illness is not all negative. People are usually brilliant. They're borderline. You see a lot of stars today and everything else that, you know, musicians, singers, I mean, they're, they're just, they're like, I, I consider my dad borderline genius. And when you read this story, I think you'll see that. I mean, the things that he did and accomplished were amazing. So uh, what, what are some other things that, that people need to be aware of? They need to be aware of when they, you know, if they feel that they're, you're, if they're going into depression, like my dad, a sign of it, like when he used to come home, when he came from the hospital, he'd go lock himself up when he was in the depressed state. You know, he's a manic depressive. It's kind of like he led the life of like, you ever see the uh, Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? You know, you know there's a, he, at one time the guy was a genius, but he would go in his room sometimes for 12 hours during, you know, a day sleeping. And then sometimes he wouldn't get up, you know, maybe three or four hours and go back to sleep. And then so then but then he when he was in his high cycle, what I call it, the manic stage, he wouldn't sleep but three hours a night. He'd get up at three or four in the morning and do all his artwork. We used to have an art, art studio in the back of our garage. Growing up, we called it Cloud Nine, and he, he named it Cloud Nine because he went back there to do his drawing and painting all hours of the night. And I think those are signs people get, could get out of it. I mean, if people are doing, if they're, you know, if they're not social, they become really depressed, they need help. And I mean, my dad finally was able to get on lithium towards the end of his life and lead pretty much a normal life in between breakdowns. But then when he stopped taking his meds, you know, we'd get back into the same cycle. I mean, when I was 14, I took my dad to the hospital because my mom couldn't do it. And I learned, I did that three or four times in my lifetime. He looked at me, he said, David, should I go into the mental hospital? I said, dad, 
you need help, man. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, people should really be aware of their surroundings and people around that are going through this and people, mental Ill, mental Ill people need help. There's all types of mental illness. My sister was on Happy Days. She was a co-star of the uh, Happy Days pilot with Ronnie Howard. And that's yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, you you have got quite the uh, quite the project here. Uh, I really appreciate the time. I, I, I definitely uh, would would like to have you back when we have more time. But I, I, I just have got 50 million things today and they all just slammed here <laughs> on, on the show. I appreciate you finding the time to talk to me. I'd be glad to come back. Like I said, I should finish that next book by the end of this year. And uh, really enjoyed it. Well, get back in touch with me. me and... Uh, I Hello. think we've I think we've lost him. Well, uh, get back in touch with me, and uh, we'll get him back. We're gonna take a time out. Come back with more on the other side. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.